0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or anything going on in your life that you are curious about, uh, the biblical perspective on it, If there's something going on in your life that you'd like prayer for, we would love to pray for you here on the air. And so give us a call, 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. That text line again, 720-336-0897. We'd love to hear from you. So give us a call. Shoot us a text. We want to welcome those of you who are listening in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM. We are glad that you have tuned in today. And we also want to welcome those who are listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland out on the East Coast, as well as those listening on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. Wherever you're tuning in from today, welcome to the program. We're so glad that you're with us. Just a reminder that those listening on Hope FM and Truth FM you are hearing this program on a one-week delay. Those of you listening on Grace FM are hearing the program live. But for those of you who are listening on a delay, we just want to let you know that we would love for you to call in. And then you have a unique opportunity where you can tune in to the radio the following week and you can hear yourself on the air. So uh, definitely give us a call wherever you're listening from. We also want to greet everyone who is listening online. We know there's so many who tune in um, Through the app and through the website, Uh, sometimes the producers give me a kind of a screenshot of who all is tuning in from different parts of the world. We have people tuning in from all over the United States, but also from different countries in the world. And so wherever you're tuning in from today online, welcome to the program. You know, if you don't have the Grace FM app, we would love for you to go and get that. It's a free app and it's really useful because anywhere you are uh, in the country or in the world, you can tune in and listen to this show and all the other programming on Grace FM for free anytime over the internet. So go ahead and go to your app store and download that app. Just type in Grace FM as one word in the search bar of the um, app store that you use, and it'll come right up. It's free. You can get it on your phone or on your tablet, uh, no matter what device you use. And we'd love for you to get that so you can listen to. This show and all the other stuff on Grace FM that's just great Bible teaching, ways for you to grow and learn and and be edified throughout your day. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897 for the text line. And we'd love to hear from you. Again, this is a show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or anything going on in your life. If you have prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you and pray for you and hopefully answer your questions, so give us a call. Uh, A few words about myself. My name, again, is Pastor Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, and I am the host every Monday on Calvary Live. Now, today's Wednesday, not Monday, but I'm hosting today uh, in place of Pastor Ed Taylor, who is out of town visiting uh, some missionaries, some friends of mine actually. Uh, he's been in Ukraine and he's been in Ireland right now currently and so I'm filling in for him today while he's away. But I usually host every Monday here on the show and I also, we, uh, my church has a show that airs every weekday at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. here on Grace FM. So if Uh, You are driving at 2.30, maybe picking up kids from school, or on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You are, for some reason, not able to be in church. Tune in to Grace FM, and you'll hear our studies uh, here on Grace FM on the air. And again, I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church, which is located in Longmont, Colorado. And if you're familiar with Longmont, or you live here in Longmont, or in any of the surrounding towns or areas, We would love for you to come and visit us and worship with us. God's doing good things at our church. We're excited about it, and we'd love for you to be a part of it. If you are out there and you're not in our local area, but you know people who do live in this area, we'd love it if you'd send them our way. Uh, We'd love to get them plugged in and get them on a discipleship pathway so they can, you know, get grounded in the truth of God's word that so they can be in places where they're in community worshiping him engaged in his mission. That's what we're all about. So check us out online, whitefieldschurch.com, that's whitefieldschurch.com and our Sunday services are 10 a.m. on Sunday morning in the St. vrain Memorial Building, which is a well known building here in downtown Longmont. It's right on the northeast corner, I'm sorry, northwest corner, northwest corner of Longs Peak Avenue and Kaufman Street. So Northwest corner of Longspeak Avenue and Kaufman Street. The address is 700 Longspeak Avenue. And we're just to the south of the downtown Park and Ride and just on the edge of Roosevelt Park, which is the city park here in Longmont. And that puts us just one block west of Main Street on Longspeak Avenue. So we'd love to have you come worship with us. We have a great children's ministry and a great worship ministry. And currently we're studying through 1st and 2nd Thessalonians in our study which is called Upside Down, because if you remember in the book of Acts, when the Christian missionaries, right, Paul and Silas and Timothy and, and anybody else who we don't know their names, who were with them on that team, when they first came to Thessalonica, uh, the people there, they, they received opposition from the citizens of that city. And what the people there said is, These people who have turned the world upside down have now come here also. I just thought, man, what a great thing to be accused of. What a great reputation to have. And I just pray that that would be true of us, you know, as believers in our world today. That people would say, Christians, you know, Christianity, when it comes into our lives, into our communities, into our families, it turns things upside down. And it does that, absolutely. And I believe in all the best ways possible. I believe that we live in a world that's topsy-turvy to begin with. And so for God to turn a topsy-turvy world on its head is really for him to turn things right side up. And so as God comes into your life and turns you upside down, he's really setting things right. And so in our study of First and 2 Thessalonians at Whitefields on Sundays, uh, we just finished this past Sunday, we finished uh, First Thessalonians chapter 5 with the ending there where Paul kind of gives his final instructions. It's an interesting section because... Paul and prior to that has been talking a lot about you know what happens to believers when they die, what happens when Jesus comes back? you know what does the future hold? What is the day of the Lord, right that judgment day when God's going to come and and vindicate those who are re- redeemed in Jesus, and there will be judgment for those who are not, and what is all what is going to happen in the future? and then Paul says, okay, that's what's going to happen in the future, but until that day comes. Your life matters. Your life matters very much to God. God has a purpose and a mission for your life. And so he gives our, his final instructions for them for how they're to live their lives, what they're to be focused on until that day comes when either Jesus returns or God takes you home to be with him. So very exciting stuff that we finished up this past Sunday in first Thessalonians. And then this coming Sunday, we're just going to go right into second Thessalonians and we're going to look at that. Now, I'm, I've been studying for that this week. I'm pretty excited about sharing what uh, what I've learned and what I've gotten out of this passage. And and really, you know, Second Thessalonians definitely has a more somber tone than First Thessalonians. It seems that the believers in Thessalonica, by the time the second letter was written, you know, it seems that there was kind of a correspondence going back and forth where Paul had written Paul had, Well, first Paul had sent them a messenger, Timothy, to check on them and see how they're doing. So Timothy comes back and tells Paul that the Thessalonians are doing surprisingly well. They're not just surviving in their faith, but they're thriving in their faith, and they're spreading the gospel to all these different regions. And then, um, so Paul writes this letter kind of to address some issues that Timothy saw in the church, but also to answer some of the theological or doctrinal questions that the Thessalonian believers had. And then it seems that the Thessalonians responded to Paul's first letter, and Paul's writing his response in response to their response here in 2 Thessalonians. And what, what we see is that they, there were some discouraged believers, and that's really interesting because in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14, Paul had in, instructed the Thessalonians, he said, encourage the faint-hearted. Encourage the faint-hearted. Now he was speaking to them about people in their own congregation who were faint-hearted, but essentially, that is what Paul does in Second Thessalonians. Is he he uh, doesn't just give them the advice to do that, but he says, "Okay, now it's time for me to do that for you guys. I need to encourage you guys because you are faint-hearted. You know what does it mean to be faint-hearted? It means to be kind of like weary from the battle, right? And so many of us, that's where we're at. We're weary from the battles of life. We're facing things that are difficult, and after a while, it can just get hard. It can get tiring. It can wear on you. You can get discouraged. And I think." For all of us, from time to time, we get in that place where we're faint-hearted. We're lacking courage. We're discouraged. We're, um, you know, facing stuff that's just got us worn down. And so, what does Paul do? What does he say to them to encourage them not to be faint-hearted? You know, what do you say to a faint-hearted person uh, to encourage them? Well, Paul gives them three things. First, he gives them kind of an outside perspective on how they're doing. First thing he says is. You know, you guys are doing great, and I'm so proud of you. You know, they're coming back to Paul and saying, Paul, we're beat down, man. I don't know if we can take this anymore. We're being persecuted. We're having a hard time. Things are rough. And Paul says, I want you to know that I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud of you that you're standing in the faith, that you're not giving up, that you're continuing to put one foot in front of the other and walk with God. Next thing he says is he goes, Hey, you know, and God is actually using these trials. So then he goes on to give an explanation of God's judgment. He says, God is actually using these trials in your lives to do something really good. But know this also, that God is certainly going to judge those who are persecuting you. Like, there will be justice. And he he goes on to describe hell and the eternal judgment, which he calls the eternal destruction. But it's interesting. He uses this phrase, which is perhaps most clearly explained here in 2 Thessalonians. He says, that this will be the eternal destruction, that they will be away from or separated from the presence of the Lord. And so really that's the essence of eternal judgment and uh, what we call hell. You know, what makes hell so hellish is that God is not there. And, you know, it's an interesting thing if you think about it. Somebody who, who goes to hell is a person who said, you know, I don't want God in my life. And essentially that is what they get for eternity. They they, they get their wish uh, You know, they they get not having God in their life. But the the tragedy about that is that we know from the scriptures that God is the source of light and life and beauty and everything good. And so to be cut off from the presence of the Lord for eternity is to be cut off from those things. And that is a tragedy. It's not something we would wish on our uh, greatest enemy. It is something which, you know, I've heard it said, you should never speak about hell without a tear in your eye and a quiver in your voice. We should never speak about God's judgment without a, a sense of the sobriety of it or the somberness of it. That, that it is a serious thing. And if anything, we should feel a sense of urgency that we have this time in our life that we might help those people who don't know God to come to know him. And finally, uh, the last thing Paul says in this section, he gives a really interesting prayer. And here's why it's so interesting. Because in this prayer, he says, you know, you you would think if I came to you and said, hey, I'm going through some really bad times. Uh, Certain people are treating me really badly. Just everything's going really hard, hard circumstances. And I asked you to pray for me. Well, how might you pray for me? Well, you you might pray that God would, you know, give me some relief from those difficult circumstances or take away or put, put an end to those difficult circumstances. But interestingly, that is not what Paul prays for here. He doesn't pray that God would make their situation easier or take away their difficult circumstances. Rather, just the opposite. He prays that in the midst of whatever they go through, whether good or bad, that God would be glorified in their life. You know, um, a friend of mine, he always says, you know, when, when there will be a discussion, he's always the guy who comes in and says, you know what, I think we're asking the wrong question here. Like, we need to go back and go back to the foundation. Are we asking even the right question? You know, what are, what are we talking about? Let's Let's go back and And start over. And that's kind of what Paul's doing is, you know, we're so focused, why are my circumstances so bad? And Paul says, hey, hey, we're asking the wrong question. Let's go all the way back and let's ask this question. Not uh, make the goal of our lives, how can I be safe and secure and comfortable, but how can God be most glorified in my life? And for some of us, that might look like going through those deep waters and those fiery trials. That is actually how God will be most glorified in our lives. When we get to that place where we say, you know what? My life is not my own. I belong to God. He has purchased me and not just my soul, but this life that I have left. And we say, God, that, I think that's when we get to asking that question. I think it's a very powerful question when we get to that place in our lives where we say, God, how can you be most glorified in me? How can I glorify you the most with my life? Not, God, make my circumstances better or give me this thing or help me to be comfortable, but God, in whatever circumstance, help me to glorify you. So that's what we'll be looking at this coming Sunday in, in more detail, of course. But uh, I'm excited to be looking in the Second Thessalonians. You know, as I was reading up on it, I noticed that uh, there's there's not a lot of stuff out there on Second Thessalonians. This isn't a book that uh, gets studied a lot or talked about a lot. And so I'm really excited to go through it with our church. And, and we'd love for you to join us if you're in Longmont or the surrounding area this coming Sunday, 10 a.m., Check us out online, whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. We have all open lines right now, and here at the beginning of the show is really a great time to call in because uh, we wait for those calls to come in as we uh, begin the show. So let me give you the number to call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. And you can also text us at 720-336-0897. Call in with your questions about the Bible. Uh, maybe you've been reading and you had something that you're curious about or confused about. We'd love to help you with that. And uh, call in with your prayer requests. We would love to pray for you on the air. We've got uh, one text that's come in so far in our text line. Let me uh, answer that right now. One person says this. Tonight is the first night of youth group for the new season. Pray for leaders and students to be humble and understanding. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure what church this is coming from, but let's just pray for all the youth groups that are starting up uh, midweek this week. I know our church has youth group going on tonight too. So let's go ahead and pray for the youth. Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, young people in our churches. Lord, people that we get the opportunity to minister to people uh, young people Lord at this such a formative age at a time when they can be valiant for you and courageous at a, at a young age and take a stand and say uh, this is what I believe and I want strength in following you Lord I pray for those young people in our churches who um, maybe they've grown up in the church but they haven't yet taken that step of having their own relationship with you Lord I pray that you would bless the leaders of these youth groups give them discernment give them wisdom Give them grace as they, as they teach and disciple kids, youth groups all over our listening area right now. Um, Lord, that these kids would truly walk with you and that we would see a generation of kids raised up, not only to know you and walk with you, but to be used by you for your mission in the world in a great and powerful ways. So Lord, we ask for uh, you to do a great work in this upcoming generation. And Lord, use those of us who aren't as young as we used to be to minister to them and really disciple them. Help us to be faithful, to steward these young lives that you've put in our care. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Give us a call. The number is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us, 720 720- that's 720-336-0897 we'd love to hear from you and answer your questions you have about the Bible or anything going on in your life if you have a prayer request we'd love to pray for you and talk with you so give us a call let's go to our first call let's go to Carolyn in Morristown, Tennessee hi Carolyn, welcome to the program
1: thank you for having me and I just want to thank you for your radio station well first of all I called y'all like Three months ago, I was on no pits bad, and I started to support some clinic I was doing a lot better, and uh, I was wanting to ask you what you thought about being cremated because my mom's 90, and she wants to be cremated, mm-hmm. and I have a prayer request. Uh, I'm about to lose my dog, and I'm having a hard time uh, dealing with it, mm-hmm. and so there it is.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, sounds like three things that we want to address, right? First of all, we're so glad to hear that that, uh, praise report. So, you know, we get a lot of prayer requests here on Grace FM and and on Calvary Live, and it's so cool when we get to hear the follow-up from that and hear that God's, um, you know, worked and and you're making progress. So praise the Lord for that and just keep on in that path. Hey, um, your question about cremation. I'll answer it... um, By telling you, uh, let me answer it simply first, and then I'll give you a little bit more background, okay? Okay. So I think the first, the simple answer is, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with being cremated. Um, I think that that's fine. Now, let me tell you why some people have had a problem with cremation in the past. Now, the reason why Christians, as opposed to other people, like let's say Hindus, for example. uh, So Hindus have always, you know, that's one of their traditions. They traditionally burn bodies. Also, you know, a lot of the barbarian people me and when I say barbarian, I mean kind of pre-christian tribes um, Or at least let's say pagan tribes in Europe. Uh, This was a tradition where they would uh, burn bodies And so when Christianity came along Christians didn't burn their bodies and the reason why Christians didn't burn bodies um, and again, this is going back to history within the last 2,000 years uh, the reason why Christians didn't burn bodies was it was a kind of a statement of their faith. And their statement of their faith was essentially this, that we bury bodies because we believe in a bodily resurrection. We believe that um, re- our bodies will be raised from the grave. And that comes from, you know, I, I mentioned just a minute ago that we're teaching through First and Second Thessalonians. You know, this is taught there in First Thessalonians chapter 4. Here's what he says. He says, He's talking about the return of Jesus. He's talking about those who have died before Jesus returns. And he says, The Lord will descend from heaven with a cry and a command and the voice of an archangel, the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. We who are alive will then be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet them in the air, and we will be together with the Lord. But this is you know, this is taught in 1 Corinthians 16, also, if you're interested in reading up on it. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 15. And and, and really the focus here is that there will be a bodily resurrection uh, of Christians. Now, we also believe that we will receive, after the judgment, we will receive uh, resurrection bodies. We will receive new bodies that will be different than the ones that we have now. But uh, for early Christians, you know, did you know that the word cemetery actually comes from the word dormitory. So it's like the Latin word for dormitory uh, is where we get the, our word cemetery. And now the reason that's interesting is because what's a dormitory? What's a place where you go temporarily to sleep? Now, like if you're in college, right, you you sleep there for four years or for eight years if you're a doctor or lazy, right? Like uh, I say that jokingly. I, I finished my uh, degree in seven years, so I really have no one to laugh at, but I, um, you know, a dormitory is a place where you go to sleep for a short time. And that's how Christians think about death. Because for us, death is not the end of the road. It's a bend in the road, right? It's, it's a temporary thing. And we know that God will raise us from the dead in power. And so, historically, Christians have not uh, done cremation as a statement of the fact that we believe in bodily resurrection. Now, that being said, um, Let's be honest, over the course of 2000 years, bodies decompose and they decompose and turn back into dust. In fact, that's also a biblical teaching that, you know, we came from dust and we will return to dust. And so um, we understand that uh, while it is a statement of faith to bury uh, bodies as opposed to cremation, which is practiced by other you know non-Christian peoples, uh, really, you know, God isn't hindered from reassembling our bodies. Uh, he made us from dust, and He can resurrect us from dust as well. Even if that's spread, you know, all over the world by the wind and and such. So I, I don't believe that there's anything wrong with cremation. I don't believe that God, you know, cremation will somehow prevent somebody from being resurrected. I don't believe that at all. So I think you're fine uh, in going that route. Um,
1: You know, it really bothered me a lot, because she's always weighed that way, and now she's going to get cremated.
0: Yeah, I I really don't think you have anything to worry about. I could understand why your mom would um, have those concerns if that's what she was taught. I just don't think that that's a biblical, uh, there's any biblical basis for being concerned about that. Well, let me, pray, let me pray for you with uh, the loss of your dog, and then I'll let you go. I'm sorry that that's happening to you. I know that can be really hard, so let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we pray for Carolyn, and just uh, I hear her heart and her you know, sorrow and sadness um, over the loss of her dog. Lord, I pray that you'd be with her and comfort her, that, Lord, you would be to her that companion uh, that she needs during this time, and I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, Carolyn. Thank you. Thanks for calling Thank you in. so
1: much, and I love your radio station. Y'all have helped me so much.
0: You awesome. don't hey, know. We're so glad to hear from somebody in Tennessee as well. You know, we don't get a, a lot of callers. We know that we're being heard there, but it's good to hear from somebody on this end uh, from Tennessee. So God bless you, Carolyn.
1: You too, and I listen to you all the time. Thank you. Awesome.
0: Bye-bye. Listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. We've got two open lines. The number to call is three oh three six nine zero three thousand. That's three oh three six nine zero three thousand or text us seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Kevin in Longmont, Colorado. Hi Kevin, welcome to the program.
2: Are you there? Hello?
0: Hey, I'm here, I can hear you. Got some background noise. But um Hello Kevin, uh, what's your question? Hello. Hi, Kevin. I can hear you. What's your question?
2: Well, um, I guess I have a question about, um, uh, kind of modern medicine and, um, uh, the way that the Bible reads. And, uh, I've been, I've been a believer my whole life. Um, I recently, um, in 2015 was, uh, locked up in jail. Basically, I got myself in trouble with the law and, and, uh, and I was using meth at the time, and, and I ended up with what they called meth-induced psychosis. And what that is is, is hearing voices. And um, so doctors and, and uh, psychiatrists put me on some medicine to, to cure that. And in um, 15, I did some time in jail and, and uh, ended up spending it reading the Bible um, the whole time I was in there for about four and a half months, the final time, and, and really got close to prayer and and, uh, you know, life, trying to change my life um, uh, to be led by, by the Holy Spirit and by Jesus. Um, so anyways, as time goes on, you know, the closer I find myself to him and, and reading the Bible, um, I just, it just I feel bind, binded by Satan um, to tell my testimony to others, to try and bring them uh, closer to him, and, and you know what he has to offer us in life, and how he can change. You know, stories just like mine, with with all the drug use and everything throughout the world today. It's it's awful, and um, so anyways, it kind of went away for a while, and and um, and uh, as I was in jail, they they went away, and then it seems that they're back. And um, my wife, who had a father who was a priest or a preacher. Um, you know, he kind of says, "Well, living that lifestyle, you might have picked up some things along the way, and and these things have tried to attach to you, um, to hinder you from from moving towards a life with Christ." Um, so I, I guess I, I my question is, is you know, is this really such a thing as meth-induced psychosis, or um, you know, modern medicine? Are they all wrong? And and this is uh, kind of a door opened into a spiritual realm. Mm. Um, that
0: now just wants to hang on to me. So Kevin, I uh, I have to put you on hold because we've come up to our mid-show break. So it's a two-minute break. If you're willing to hang on the line, I'd love to talk to you after the break. If not, I'll answer your question on the other side of the break. But for right now, uh, we need to go to our mid-show break. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. Give us a call. We'll get you on the air after the break. The number is 303-690-3000. Call us with your questions about the Bible or your prayer requests, and we'll be back in two minutes Time. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon and welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts. On the air today, this is a show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or things going on in your life. If you have a prayer request, we'd love to pray for you and talk with you and hopefully answer some of your questions. The number to call, 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go back to our caller who we were talking to before the break. His name is Kevin. So let's go back to Kevin. Kevin, uh, thanks for holding so, Kevin, your, your question was about, you know, how does this work with modern medicine versus demonic things? You know, if we do drugs, are we opening ourselves up to the demonic realm and things like that? Well, I'll tell you a few, few things. I think that um, certainly there are things in the Bible where we see Jesus encountering people who had demons. And I think that our inclination today, if we were to encounter somebody with the same symptoms, would probably be to, um, to give some sort of uh, non-spiritual diagnosis. In other words, we try to figure out uh, something wrong with them uh, according to modern medicine. Now, is that wrong or is that right? Well, uh, I think that we have to really walk that line. I think we have to say, on the one hand, Uh, we believe that there is such a thing as the spiritual realm. And yet we also believe that God has given us minds and uh, wisdom and knowledge to be able to discern and to be able to learn things about the body and about the mind. And so we don't want to become anti-scientific or anti-medical. But at the same time, we want to continue to understand that there is a spiritual realm and uh, and somehow balance those two. And so we're always asking that question. You know, is this a spiritual thing? Is this a physical thing? Is it some kind of combination of the of the two? Which we see uh, a lot of times, you know, there were combinations of the two. So if we see, for example, someone who had um, what, what appeared to be epilepsy and it was brought on by some kind of uh, demonic activity. And so, um, you know, Kevin, it's really hard for me to say definitively. If what you had was uh, demonic, or whether it was a, like a meth-induced psychosis, like you're talking about, um, but I will tell you this: uh, I'll tell you a few things that I do know. I think that's always where we should start. We should start with what we do know, uh, not with what we don't know. So, okay, here's what we do know. I know this: that if you are a believer, then the Holy Spirit dwells within you. Now, I know that because the Bible tells me that in First Corinthians, it tells me that in Ephesians chapter one. That uh, God, when we put our faith in Jesus and what he did for us, right, the gospel, then God puts his Holy Spirit in us as a seal and as a promise that we truly do belong to him, that we are his and therefore that he will see to completion the work that he began in us in Jesus. Okay, so if the Holy Spirit is within you, then I believe that you cannot uh, be divided in the sense of you cannot have the Holy Spirit indwelling you and have demons indwelling you. So I don't believe that demons are dwell indwelling you and that would mean that they have a controlling force over your life. So I believe that uh, any demonic activity that you and me experience, any demonic oppression or whatever we might call it, is not uh, something that has control over us, if we have the Holy Spirit in us, but it is rather, um, you know, it comes down to spiritual warfare. And the way that that spiritual warfare takes place oftentimes is with lies, suggestions, you know, thoughts that we have, feelings that, that we have, right? And so I, I would uh, say it's kind of like this, you know, it's like the the old man, you know, let's say, you know, demon or something, right? They can yell at you. They can try to, persuade you to believe things, but they cannot force you to do anything against your will, especially if you have the Holy Spirit within you. Now, all that to say that, uh, so when you talk about being bound and, you know, bondage in the Holy Spirit, um, I don't think that you can be under bondage in that sense of being lacking the power to do something because a demon or a demonic force has controlling influence over you. So I think that you need to stand in that truth and say, you know, like um, like it does so many times in the Bible, like be strong in the strength of the Lord and the power of his might. That's from Ephesians chapter six. Be strong and stand strong in the power of the Lord and the strength of his might. His spirit is in is within you. And that means that you have the freedom and the ability to say no to those things. So if Satan tells you, hey, you know, you don't share your testimony, tries to prevent you or tries to communicate or uh, somehow prevent you from doing that. You have the power in Jesus by the Holy Spirit to stand and, um, you know, withstand that attack of the enemy. So I would encourage you to do that. Um, Again, any, any demonic force in your life at this point, if you're a believer and you have the Holy Spirit in your life is really just going to be again, attacks which try to convince you to do things Against uh, the fact that you have the Holy Spirit and the power by the Spirit within you to do those things, so that would be my advice to you um, to do that.
2: Okay. Yeah, and I've been I've been living that way uh, for several years now, and just uh, you know it's very very unordinary. And I look for for answers in the Bible. I still read, and um, you know I, every every person that works for me, I just uh, I have a, a new growth and, and trying to help lead others to. To Christ and um you know it's it, it it's really strange because uh you know I mean I've seen the you know light and darkness and shapes since I was a young man but um you know I hear this voice in my head that that uh, God says I'm in control and you know do not worry and um be just a very different person so yeah. I guess I'm looking for prayer on this um the discernment is is that uh it's very hard mm-hmm. to keep the faith and Keep trying to lead others yeah. uh, to Christ when when Satan tries to bind us. Yeah. And uh, I want nothing more than to change my life and, and live a life that's uh, you know gives glory to God and, and lead others in that path. So okay. I, I just need prayer. I need more than one person. I felt very alone because the doctors call me crazy, and mm-hmm. um, you know it's just. I'm not crazy. I know what the Bible says. I know what God says in my heart. And I know when I feel the power of his spirit to defeat these things. Sure. Um, well, let's pray so for you. Prayer would be awesome. Thank you.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Heavenly Father, I pray for Kevin. I pray that you would strengthen him. Lord, I pray that this, this would be absolutely true, that he would be strong in you, Lord, and in the strength of your might. When his might fails, Lord, thank you that he has you to rely upon and that your strength does not fail. And so, Lord, I pray you'd strengthen him. I pray that you would uh, help him to withstand the fiery darts of the enemy and be able to stand in that day having put on the, the, um, the spiritual armor and taking up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So I pray that you would help him to do that by the power of your spirit within him. But I pray that you would enable him and empower him, anoint him to share his testimony and to do it in a way that really reaches people and to do it effectively. And Lord, we pray for these things in Kevin's life. Strengthen him, Lord, and and uh, empower him, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Kevin, Amen. thank you for calling in. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air today. Give us a call 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. This is a show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible, your prayer requests. We'd love to talk with you and pray for you. Let's go to our next caller, Brett in Loveland, Colorado. Hi, Brett. Welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you.
3: I'm, I'm so glad that I found y'all. Like two or three days ago, I've been looking for a station just like this.
0: Praise the Lord. Glad that you found it.
3: Yes, sir. What's so, that? okay, my question is, I I found love finally in my life, and she is awesome. I moved here from Texas. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it bothers me that we're not married. Mm-hmm. Married, you know, like with a piece of paper. We're going to be with each other forever. And... Mm-hmm. I always wanted some kind of church ceremony because we we go to church almost every Sunday, and she loves me, and I love her. Um, you know what? Something about the Bible says something like, she can't marry me if she divorces her husband, but mm-hmm. I got divorced. My ex-wife divorced me, so I can marry a widower or... Somebody else that is single. Okay. I I just wanted your thought and what I don't know what to do.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this: Are you both divorced? Okay. you're not. You're not currently married yes. to anybody else. No,
3: no, no, sir. Uh, what she been divorced for like two years and me for fourteen.
0: Okay, so here's here's what I would say. There's kind of two views on this. Uh, what does it mean? You know, when the Bible talks about how uh, I, the verse you're referring to. Uh, comes from, I believe it's the Gospel of Matthew. I'm looking it up right now, um, where okay. it says that. Um, yeah, here, here's the verse. It's Matthew 19, verse 9. It says, "Whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery." Okay. So here's the the issue. You guys are both divorced. Your marriages, yes, your prior marriages, are over. Right. They have ended. Right. right? Now, some yes, people, sir. some people have this this view. That because marriage is a covenant, therefore, uh, when you get divorced, like you may get divorced in the eyes of the state of Colorado or the state of Texas or whatever, but in God's eyes, you're still married. Now, I don't hold that view, and I'll tell you why. Because um, I can clearly see in the Bible that when it does talk about divorce, um, it treats those marriages as having ended, not just uh, in the eyes of the government, but also in the eyes of God. And so uh, and now God hates divorce, it's not what he wants, and and clearly right. somebody who gets divorced, and you got to understand the culture a little bit, too, that this was taking place in. This is a culture where people were making excuses for just kind of getting divorced whenever they felt like it, marrying other people. Right. We tend to think that that's a modern phenomenon, and it's not at all. I mean, this is 2,000 years ago, and uh, it wow. was just as bad back then, if not worse, and he's writing into a culture where people are doing that, and you know the religious people were kind of making it, making kind of like loopholes in their laws uh, so that they could do that. And Jesus is saying, look, there's only uh, one reason for divorce. He actually gives two. You know, one is abandonment, the other one is um, the other one is adultery. And at that point, if the marriage is ended through divorce, um, the Bible treats it as Truly ended. So here's my advice to you. You guys have been divorced for over ten years, um, each. I, I'm going to tell you this: that you guys need to get married. You know, if you're if you're living together as married people, then you need to get yes, married. Sir. Uh, you need to okay. bring this to your church. You know, if you, uh, you know, you need to bring this to the church that you're attending, the pastor that you're, um, you know, being ministered to by. And you need to say, hey, here's our situation. We're living together. We're not married. And they're going to advise you to do one of two things. They're either going to advise you to move out until you get married, or they're going to advise you to go to the courthouse the very next day and get married uh, right away and then get into counseling. You know, okay. and as a pastor, I know I've, I've dealt with both of those kind of situations. The reason why you might um, tell somebody to just get married right now is because uh, if they're if they're living together as married people it is important to make it legal and some people say hey why does god need my you know why does my marriage need to be legal that just seems so clinical and let's say not um not not of
3: the bible
0: well not even not of the bible it just <laughs> seems not it seems not to have anything to do with intimacy right so it's you know what does right. the government giving me a piece of paper have to do with the fact that i love this other right. person And I would tell you that it absolutely does have something to do with you loving that person. I'll tell you why. Because as long as you are not legally bound to that person, you know, what you're doing when you legally bind your life to somebody is you're closing the back door and the front door, right? Like, you are closing the door. You're saying, in every way, I am committed to you. I'm not, uh, you know, doing this and keeping the back door open in case maybe I decide to do something else. It'll be easy for me to get out of this. Basically, I'm hemming myself in or hedging myself in so that I can't get out of this. And that's how uh, serious I am with you. And I got to tell you, that is much more intimate than a person who says, hey, we just love each other. Let's just love each other and not make this legal. You know. Um, so all those things to say, uh, this is what you need to do, in my opinion. You need to go to the pastors, leaders of the church that you're attending. Tell them your situation. And you need to... Uh, Either get married right away or separate, I mean, live live separate and get prepared for marriage, then get married, and then come back together.
3: Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. And once again, I feel so blessed that I found this radio station two or three days ago. I don't even, I want to listen to y'all. I don't even want to listen to music that much anymore. So That's awesome.
0: Glad I, to hear that. I, I
3: thank God for y'all. Yes, thank you. God. That I, I thank God that he led me to y'all's radio station. and That's awesome, Brett. Thank you so much for the advice, and we will go talk to our pastor Sunday.
0: Glad to hear it. God bless you, Brett.
3: Thank you, sir. God bless right. y'all.
0: Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air we have all open lines right now the number to call is 303-690-3000 we've got 14 minutes left in the show which means that we have plenty of time for one or two more calls the number to call 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 and you can call in with your questions about the bible Uh, Things going on in your life, prayer requests. We'd love to talk with you and pray for you and hopefully answer some of your questions. You can also text us at 720 336 0897. We are going to go to our text line here as we wait for those calls to come in. But before we do that, I want to tell you about two things. Uh, The first is something called the Expositors Collective. Now, I know that we're on the air in New Jersey uh, and and the Philadelphia area, and so it's for you guys especially, I want you to hear this. We're doing uh, an event called the Expositors Collective in Howell, New Jersey, so not far from Trenton. And um, we are going to be coming there for two days, a two-day event, and it is for people who feel a calling to teaching and preaching, and you want to be equipped to do that and do it well. So what we do is we have a team of pastors and we travel around and we do these regional conferences. We've done four of them already. We did one earlier this year in San Diego and they're kind of regional conferences. So this is our conference for the Northeast. It's a two-day interactive seminar, not really a traditional conference in which you sit back and listen to speakers, but this is um, uh, a seminar in which you get to interact. You're put into small groups. You'll have a An experienced pastor who will mentor you for two days along with a group of other people. You'll get the chance to prepare a short sermon and get it critiqued during that time. So it's really an interactive learning experience over the course of two days. We did one uh, here in Denver. We did one at Calvary Aurora last year, and it was great. You know, a lot of people got trained during that time, and ongoing relationships get built through the Expositors Collective. And so whether you're in the Northeast or whether you're anywhere and you're willing to fly in, we do have a lot of people who fly in to the different locations uh, for these events. We'd love for you to be a part of that. Um, It's for people age 18 to 34 who feel a calling, both men and women, who feel a calling to preach and teach the Bible and want to receive training to do so well. So here's what you should do. Go to the website, expositorscollective.com. It's expositorscollective.com, and you can find out all the information, who the uh, speakers and mentors will be, and you can find out. uh, It's $39 for two days of this training. And um, you can find out where it will be, directions, location, and you can register there. Uh, But we would love for you to be a part of it. So check it out, expositorscollective.com. And our next event is going to be September 20th and 21st in Howell, New Jersey. The other thing I wanted to tell you about was uh, yesterday, you know, right right. yesterday, I got some really sad news. Um, Right now, September is suicide Awareness Month, and this week in particular, September 8th uh, through the end of this week, is Suicide Prevention Week. Uh, it's been declared that by you know, whoever declares these su- types of things for our country uh, here in the United States. But uh, in the midst of Suicide Prevention Week and Suicide Awareness Month, I know my life personally and the lives of several people in my church here in Longmont have been touched by suicide or suicide attempts. And just yesterday, I got a very sad piece of news that a fellow pastor in uh, California, Southern California, Riverside in Orange County, uh, named Jared Wilson. He's quite quite a well-known preacher, and um, you know he he's on staff at Harvest with Greg Laurie, and you know takes part in the Harvest Crusade and all of these things. uh, That he has had years of struggling with mental illness and suicidal tendencies and thoughts, and he succumbed to that, and he took his own life this, uh, well, just two days ago. And, you know, it's quite shocking to see that that would happen with a pastor, uh, somebody who was very open about his struggles. And so i just like to take a moment before we go on to pray for those who are struggling with um, thoughts of self-harm or suicide, people who are struggling with depression and mental illness. Uh, I think it's really important that we uh... address this and if there's any of you who are listening and you're struggling with this we want to give you some places to go for help you can you can call us you can text us before the end of the show but you can also go to actually a site that was set up by jared wilson um, he was an advocate for people who were struggling with suicidal thoughts and it's called anchor of hope so just type that into your browser anchor of hope and they have a live chat feature where you can chat anonymously with somebody And you can talk about how you're feeling and what's going on with you. So Anchor of Hope. The other one is to call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. And I'll give you that number right now. National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK if you need someone to talk to and you're struggling right now. Or go to Anthem of Hope. Dot com and you can talk to chat with someone on there. But let's just take a second and pray for those who are struggling in these areas. Heavenly Father, we pray for uh, those who are listening, who are struggling with uh, hearing the lies of the enemy, that their life is is not worth going continuing, that people wouldn't miss them if they were gone, that everybody would be happier if they weren't here. Lord, we know that these thoughts are not from you, and Lord, we pray that people would be able to differentiate, that you give them the wisdom, the strength, the discernment to differentiate between your words to them that they are loved valued that you have a purpose and a mission and a goal for their life and and a reason why you've put them here and that lord they are loved and they're needed in in your body Uh, and lord help them differentiate those truths from the lies of the enemy that say uh, all of these destructive things lord we pray that uh, you would um, lord reach those who are struggling with these thoughts that they would see hope that Lord you'd open their eyes to see the light and the love uh, that is there for them and we pray that Lord you would you would save lives and we pray that in Jesus name amen let's go to our next caller Jacob in Aurora Colorado hi Jacob welcome to the program
1: hey how are you doing pastor doing great awesome yeah I just wanted some prayer um, me and my wife are pregnant with our first baby right now awesome.
0: uh, which is really Congratulations.
1: exciting yeah thank you um, she's having really bad morning sickness though, to the point where she can't really do anything. Um, so I just want prayer for that. And then also that, you know, we would raise our baby in the Lord, uh, me and her, are both Christians our our whole life. And we just want, want to make sure that we can do the best job that we can do.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I have three kids and just, I know exactly that feeling. So, uh, let me pray for yeah. you guys. Heavenly Father, pray for Jacob and his wife. Just thank you, Lord, for this new baby on the way. And, uh, Lord, we pray that you give them wisdom as parents. Thank you, Lord, that you're gracious to us and you give us the opportunity to kind of grow with our kids. But I pray that even from this young age, as they're praying for their child, as they're preparing to uh, raise this child in your ways, Lord, give them the strength, give them the wisdom, give them the patience and the endurance to do it well for your glory and for the betterment of this child. And Lord, we also pray for Jacob's wife as she's struggling with uh, morning sickness. Lord, we pray that um, you would be with her and that you would... Lord, calm those those. Uh, whether it's a hormonal thing or whatever it is, Lord, we pray that you would give her some relief from those that morning sickness, that she would be able to function better. And we pray that in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, Jacob, you guys in the are you in the first trimester?
1: We are. Yeah, okay. uh, I, I think she's about it, about seven weeks now. It,
0: it tends to get better, so. I um, I hope so. Yeah, it does. So. Anyway, I think there's Good. hope, and uh, excited for you guys. That's awesome.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, we are, too. We're nervous, but also really excited.
0: Cool. All right. God bless awesome. you guys. You, right, too. Bye-bye. bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady. Let's go to our next caller, Derek, in eastern Colorado. Hi, Derek. Welcome to the program.
1: Hey, there. Thank you for taking my call. I'm really excited to be on.
0: Awesome. What's up?
1: So, I just wanted to talk a little bit about music, and I'm not sure if you're a fan of music or not, but sometimes um. I'm listening
3: to music and maybe it's not too appropriate, and I get in this weird conflict
1: because I like to let my body move, but at the same time, I know that the lyrics aren't that good. So, I wanted to know your thoughts when I'm yeah. dealing with feeling versus thought.
0: So my first thing I'm going to ask you to do is if you could turn off the radio in the background because we have a slight delay, oh, no, wow. so it's feeding back. Oh, sorry. Uh, no worries. Alright, i so just excited uh, to be on. Yeah, no worries. So here's here's what i tell you about music. Um, you know, music's powerful. It affects our emotions. I was talking about this with our, our um, worship pastor here at my church the other day about what makes you, music unique. You know, one of the things that makes music unique is that uh, you're right, you dance to it, but the other part is that you listen to it repeatedly. And you focus on on the words. So here's my take on it, Derek. You know, a lot of people would have an opinion where they'd say, "Hey, I can enjoy this music and spit out the seeds, um, and you know, basically ignore the bad stuff, etc." I think that that's possible. But I I also wonder, uh, is it is it helpful? You know, Paul said that exact thing, right? Like, everything's permissible for me in Christ. I have freedom. But not all things are helpful. Not all things edify. And he said, I will not ever use my freedom in a way that brings me under some kind of burden or bondage or anything that would hold me back. You know, I just think about like Paul's. um, I love Paul because I think that it's that thing I was kind of talking about earlier where sometimes we end up asking the wrong question. We end up asking a question like, is this, you know, is this sin if I do this? And I think the right question for us to be asking is not, is this sin? But we should be asking the question, you know, does this help? Does this help me grow in Christ? Does this help me fulfill his mission for my life? Um, you know, like with the Thessalonians, how can God be most glorified in my life? And, um, and I would just encourage you to run things through that matrix and that question. You know, what is, uh, what is the most helpful To help me grow in Christ, know Christ, and fulfill his mission. And if it isn't helpful, then I would say, um, you know, I go to like Hebrews chapter 12. It's a really interesting passage where he says, let us, you know, cast off or leave behind every burden of sin uh, that that, uh, burdens us down and so easily entangles. And it's essentially what he's describing there. He's describing running in an Olympic race. You know, he's describing this crowd of witnesses all around us. It's like a stadium and you're running uh, in the Olympics back in the day or even today. Right. You're running your race and you just imagine like everybody's running, but you're carrying a backpack or you're like wearing like, you know, a leather jacket or something. It's like, why would you do that? That's just going to slow you down in this race that you're running. And that's what Paul says, not just sin, but I think other things in our lives that aren't necessarily sin, but they aren't helping us to run, you know? And so I want to run with endurance. I want to run the race and finish it well. So I want to make sure I'm wearing good shoes for that. I want to make sure that I'm not wearing a leather jacket that's, uh, you know, heating me up and slowing me down. So that's my take on it. it I would say, is it sin? Well, probably not. But is it helpful? That's really the question that I would encourage you to ask. That's interesting. I definitely like to navigate my life through a good feeling and emotion. It's hard sometimes in the eyes of god to suffer 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 and then and to, then it feels like i'm not really i, I, to I like to be happy day to day instead of wait for that a big payoff so yeah and i think I we thank should. you for your words for yeah. sure god Keep rocking. God bless you, all right well, i will all right good night you've been listening to calvary live this is pastor nick katie from whitefields community church in longmont colorado you'll be back with calvary live every weekday god bless you